Hi and welcome to the Balanced Emotions Podcast with your hosts Dougie Scott and James Allison talking all things mental, physical, emotional and spiritual health. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Balanced Emotions Podcast with your hosts Dougie Scott and James Allison. Um, on today's episode, we are pleased to welcome our new guest, Crystal. Crystal is a integrated health practitioner and owner of Connect to Correct Integrated Health Hub and Performance Centre. Uh, so, hi, Crystal. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Crystal. Hello, hello. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Nice to see you. What's, what's the weather like up in Scotland? <laughs> It's snowy and cold, just the way we like it. Ready, ready for some Wait. ice baths. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, I was in there this morning, Sunrise Club, it was amazing. Nice and cold. Nice and cold. Yeah, so thanks for joining us, Crystal. So just for our audience, can you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do, a bit about uh, Connect to Correct? Yeah, so my name's Christo and I'm an integrated health practitioner and I own Connect to Correct, as Dougie says. And my main objective really in the journey so far, which has been quite a deep journey, is to basically, I want to help people become their most optimal self. Whatever that, that may be for each individual, I want to look at it holistically, which we'll touch on that term in a minute, Dougie. But look holistically and integrate what it means for that individual to become their optimal self, whether that's just to get out of pain so they can play more with the grandkids or whether they want to take their health and well-being to the next level so they've got more immunity, um, clearer eyes, anything. I mean, the, any, we can work with anything. We can always help someone at some level. So that's my es- the essence of what I do, and that's what I'm passionate about, and that's what the journey's led to so far. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Brilliant, Crystal. Thanks. Thanks, man. So, yeah, so uh, tell us what kind, of, what kind of clientele it is. You, you covered it slightly there that um, it's anybody that you can help with your uh, holistic views on health. Yeah. But who is your, who's your normal kind of clientele that, that, that comes to your coaching? Yeah, so we're normally, I'm normally getting people over the age of 30. They've hit crisis point. They've realised that they can't um, they can't keep going the way they're going. They've realised that they need to address the underlying problems that are causing their issues in life instead of just looking for the quick fix. And normally that means they've had to hit crisis point and had, had a bit of a realisation that they need to go deeper and work and take more responsibility over their own health, which ultimately is what we've got to do in order to truly overcome our problems is to take responsibility and accept guidance from other people who've got the expertise, got the education, been on the same journey. And that's, for me, that's what I think true growth is. And that's what we're here to do. Brilliant. What is the split, Crystal, when you get a client in a mind body? Is it 50, 60, 40, yeah, 60? So, what, what, what issues is there? So ultimately, when we're first starting out, it's always... I try to meet the client where they're at, whatever that may be. And initially it is going to the basics. So 
the first things first, like I like said before, is to find out what their one love is, what's motivating them in order to change. Because if we don't set this in and make it realistic and apply it to all the areas of their lives, then they can't really motivate themselves to maintain change or create change. And then from there, once we've identified what the one love is, it might be as simple as, oh, I want to get out of back pain so I can play with my kids for the afternoon instead of to sit on the settee watching them play. I actually want to get involved and I need to be out of pain for that. So that's the motive. And then from there, meet the client where they're at, whatever that might be. So it might be, let's just start off with harmonising the person's posture so they've got more energy, harmonising the breathing, and just looking at the foundational, foundational principles of health, which is thinking, moving, breathing, eating, sleeping, and just making sure that we're addressing these, because ultimately, if we do focus on these, most of most of the problems you see will go away by just addressing these small, small things. And you can have great increase in quality of life and pain-free life and all that kind of stuff. And then from there, if it's a deeper issue, we can look into like uh, childhood traumas and past experiences and, and traumas from our past experiences, which ultimately is creating our beliefs and perceptions, which is manifesting the way we live our lives and our lifestyles which is creating the habits which aren't serving us, which is bringing us out, uh, out of harmony with ourselves and creating pain and dysfunction. So it's a broad split, really, of where we meet the client, well, where we touch and meet base with the client. But ultimately, for me, I do believe that most, well, I would say that all problems come down to a perception or belief system that's created a non-dream affirmative habit or lifestyle choice which then creates dysfunction over many years. Because as we know, pain and dysfunction doesn't just, unless it's direct trauma, where you're getting hit by a car or something, most mm. problems are coming from 5, 10, 15, 20 years of faulty yeah. movement patterns, breathing patterns, thinking patterns, eating patterns. And it's just going back to the actual underlying cause, which is sometimes very simple, but it's just coaching a client through that with various tools and referring out if needed and creating a support team around them to meet them where they're at so they can make change that's specific for them. Brilliant. Excellent, Crystal. Brilliant, yeah, Thanks so it really is looking at the whole, um, looking at the whole. Uh, holistic. Holistic, uh, holistic. That pesky term that keeps popping up. <laughs> a lot of people get scared of that, scared of that term and we are talking off air earlier how it's got a bad rap almost. Um, people think of holistic yes. therapists or therapies as alternative. And I think, you know, people call themselves holistic therapists when they do things like, this isn't, this isn't knocking anybody, by the way, but say they do Indian head massage and a hot stone massage, suddenly they're a holistic therapist. And it's not, they're, they're a massage therapist. They're doing, they're doing manual therapy on someone. Holistic means the whole. And as a holistic coach myself, we have to look at that person as a whole. And as you've just touched on, Christo, is we have to look at every single thing, background, childhood, um, their breathing patterns, what their, what their limiting beliefs may be, um, what their core values are, 
Um, obviously, their movement patterns, uh, what their nutrition's like, how their hydration is, all these things cement health, holistic health. And I think I just think that in today's society, we've just got it's a bad rap. If you say holistic, people run away from it, whereas people don't actually understand the real meaning of the word. And people are calling themselves holistic therapists when they're, they're not. They're not doing the whole. So you're talking about being a bit, a bit of a detective then, lads, you know? You know, these are detectives, holistic health detectives and, and kind of investigating, you know, everything really. Everything. I mean, the assessment protocol that I do is very, very in-depth. And uh, I mean... The paperwork and questionnaires you fill out, once you do them, you'll realise the depth that we're going to go into. We're looking at all the uh, organ system health in the body. We're looking at different nutrition and lifestyle factors that are affecting you. And then we do a physical assessment as well, looking at posture, all joint assessments to see where you're out of balance, muscle testing, various movement pattern analysis. So it's getting a good understanding of what is the limiting factor and what is potentially, because it all boils down to stress, it's what area of the system is stressed and then finding that the cause for that and addressing it. And then once we do that, we can work through it holistically. And I mean, like you were saying, Dougie, the word holistic, I mean, the actual definition of the word holistic is how something relates to the whole. Oh, and yeah. like you said, if someone is just, I mean, not to knock them, but if it is a holistic Swedish massage or something, that's, it's just a Swedish massage. And yeah, the intention might be behind it, but if we're looking holistically at the system of systems, which our body is, then you start going into physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, which is what we try to encompass. And then from there, we can work with it, uh, meet a client where they're at. And then if especially, and this is where like I was saying off air as well, if it does need specific referral to a like specific I mean like I'm not a holistic dentist like I was telling you but I would refer out to a holistic dentist to right. do certain dentistry work on certain clients I'm not going to go and do five ten years learning how to be a dentist just so I can say that I know yes. I can do everything I can't mm -hmm. I haven't got enough hours in the day or years in my lifetime to go and master everything so yeah. my journey's taken me on to the areas that I've done and then it's allowed me to create bonds and networks with other people like yourselves where we can create this community. I mean, at the minute, community is key and we need to bring it together for a healthcare system that is about integrative, holistic health. Yes. Totally agree. Because really, it's, it's kind of, in your assessments, it'll be the kind of questions that we wish our GP had the time to ask. Mm -hmm. GP, a general practitioner, was able to ask these kind of lifestyle questions, really know you as an individual, so they're treating you, not treating the disease or the ailment or the disease or anything that you've picked up. They're treating you as an individual because they know the background, they know the lifestyle. And, you know, not to knock any GPs because they've got a very, very tough job, but yeah, they just yeah. not got, they've not got the time or the funding to do that, to do that. And this is where... The coaching comes in. This is where we uh, are. On you go, on you go. No, go on, go on. It's kind of pathology they're trained in, really, isn't it, guys? Medicine. Uh, like we're saying, the holistic, the holistic training. Uh, but 
I was saying to Dougie the other day there about how my son had recently went to the doctors for a stomach and I'd already told him what the issue is and he kind of shared some of that information with the doctor and the doctor just blanked, just, you know. So it's horses for courses, you know what I mean? It's, it's really, you know, they're not trained in that and we've got to just be aware that they're not trained in that but I don't know if, they're, if they would hand their clients over to us as easy as we would hand our clients over to them. You know this what is, I mean? This is, there's, that, there's that dysfunction. This is what we need. We would love to work on, I think, as coaches, is that we have, we've got that relationship with the healthcare. We can't be banging heads against them, uh-huh. you know, us against them or anything like that. We're all, we're all in to help people. That's, that's the thing, is we're here to help people. They don't have the time and the funding to do that. Like you said, they're looking at pathologies, and they're looking mm-hmm. at serious illnesses and things that are picked up. So really, when you're going into your GP, they're doing triage straight away. Anything yeah. that they think may be sinister and they think needs to be uh, further examined, they will refer on to the, you know, either it's imaging or, you know, if it's gastroenterologists and endocrinologists, all, all these different specialties that they'll do. But really, they're just doing triage. If you're coming in yes. with pain or dysfunction, it's going to be symptom suppression. That's what they're going to do. Symptom yeah. suppression and hoping that your immune system will uh, will, will, will cure it um, after some good sleep or anything. And this isn't to knock, you know, uh, pain medication because there is definitely no. a place for it. Um, but yeah, it's this holistic... The over-reliance style. on the pain medication. Reliance, exactly. Yeah, it's but... a style of healthcare and allopathic style uh, healthcare. You know, our, our own healthcare is fantastic for acute trauma, things like that. But I think that we've got so used as a society that our medicine's so good that we then rely on it so much. Yes. We yes. act like children when it comes to our own healthcare, our own health. We were not responsible for our own health. It's if I've, if I've got back pain or that, I'll go see a chiropractor, physio, sports therapist, any of that. If I've got a cold or a flu or anything like that, go see the doctor. They're going to give me some whatever. Yes, if I've got a headache, I'll take a painkiller. Instead of having a glass of water. Other than actually realising pain is a signal that's telling us something. It's, tell, it's telling us what we're going to learn from that. You know, Paul Czech obviously talks a lot about the pain teacher. That's what it's teaching us. It's teaching us it's something that's right. And this is where we can come in as coaches who then investigate and leave no stone unturned. Crystal, how unrealistic is some of your clients when they come in to, to get treated? In terms of their what overall looking, goals? Yeah, yes, what they're, what they're looking for. Yeah, so um, it's quite a mixture, really. Well, I mean, once you've, once you've gone through the paperwork and you find out what you're working with, you, will, you have to qualify their uh, goal, and if it's realistic... So if it is realistic, I mean, you, obviously, if it's something deep, I mean, th- if, think about it logically. If you've had 20 years of poor patternings and habits and lifestyle choices, you're not mm-hmm. going to shift that in one or two sessions. And if no. you're expecting the quick fix, yeah, this it. is where the issue is. So yes. that's totally unrealistic. If you're expecting that you've come with back pain that you've been popping pills for for a few months and it's just going to go, 
and you've had problems with it coming and going all your life and you've never addressed what the pain teacher is actually telling you to do, which is probably sort out the underlying problems, which is how you're breathing, what's your nutrition and hydration like, what's your thinking like, what's your sleep like, and all these aspects, then, I mean, that's a process in itself and you've got to take responsibility over your own health and take on that journey because we're just selling our health to third-party people. And it's through no fault of our own. It's how we've been raised. We've been told if we've got that problem, you go to him, like Dougie said. And it's just breaking that down. So for me, when I have a client in, whether their goal is I'll qualify first, make sure it's realistic and make sure they understand because I'm not going to take on a client and give them some false hope that I can help them with. I can always help, but I'm not going to cure something as to say, but if I can help them, I will, but I'll, I'll, I'll it's got to be realistic. And yes. I'll say that too. If they're expecting results in two weeks when I might need a year, if it's really a deep problem and refer out to different people, then they've just, you just need to tell, well, meet them where they're at and be honest with them. And don't, don't, I'm not going to sell myself as a therapist thinking that I can do all that because the body is complex. And if it's took 20 years to adapt into these patterns, it's not, it's not going to come out within a, a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, so a, it's, it's a real, to, to jump in there, it's a real hard sell for people because they are, like we said, to no fault to their own, programmed for the Amazon Prime quick fix. Quick fix, okay. It's a this for that kind of society, isn't it? It's the old mm-hmm. customer client type thing where I go here and I get this done and it fixes me. That's it. You know, it's the reason that I've went down the holistic lifestyle coaching route. <coughs> qualified sports therapist, having so many people on my table with all different ailments, back issues, all the all the all all the the, the normal issues that people have, the shoulder injuries and all this, and they're expecting uh, one session with you. Or even a couple of sessions and it be done, and it, and they will they'll, they'll feel better with the, with the manual treatment. But six weeks, three months, six months, a year, they'll be back, and all you're really doing there is creating a career customer. You know, the pain teacher, you'll maybe get the pain away from here, but you're not you're not stopping the uh, dysfunctional movement patterns. Um, not fixing their sleep or their stress or the, all these things that, we, that as a holistic therapist we look at or holistic coach we look at, but as a sports therapist or pain management, we don't. We're just, we, we're trying to fix the shoulder. We'll get that sorted. The pain's just going to go somewhere else because you've not got to the root problem of it. And I was finding myself getting really, you know, almost disheartened with doing my Hi. work because it was like you were almost not believing in your work. Yes, you were helping people for a short term, but in my heart of hearts, I knew that to be authentic, they need more help. And when and when I would have somebody on the table, they were getting a coaching session at the same time. A lot of times, mm-hmm. I would have people return, and they weren't really that hurt. A lot of the times, they were wanting kind of coaching sessions. Just open up, safe place. Up, you know, on the table, because we were going quite deep with it all. But yeah, it's it's a constant battle that, that that we've got, and hopefully one day, and I really do hope that this everything that's happened recently with the the coronavirus, people can look inside and see that we need to take responsibility for our own health or have some some part of responsibility to our own health. You know, 
we can't just rely on doctors and all this. It's what we do and what's our habits day in, day out. Um, but yeah, if, if people are struggling, obviously there's coaches like ourselves that are out there. I mean, to, to add to that as well, I mean, I've experienced it where you'll get someone in, even with really bad chronic back pain, for example, and we'll clear it in one session. And that's that's amazing. That is amazing. That, I mean, you can clear chronic back pain with one or two sessions, like you said, and they're loving that, and that's great. But then, like you said, they might come back six months later with shoulder pain. Yeah. Now... Yes, they've not taken a painkiller to master the, the pain and they've seeked out alternative, um, healthier options. Because, I mean, if we're doing sessions a day without using drugs, that's always healthier than taking some painkillers and ruining all your gut and liver and everything. But then are we doing the client disservice by not letting them truly embrace their pain and uh, change the underlying factors so it was like a similar thing to what you were saying Doug it's like we've just got to honour our own values and our own journey that we've been on and live authentically and that is empowering people and educating people on taking responsibility over your own health because back to our last conversation with the GPs I mean if we just look at the, the crisis point that the NHS is in and mm-hmm. our whole healthcare system funding um, ability to go in and see your GPs is it's it's really hard. It's struggling. The A and E struggling. All the hospitals are struggling. We see it every day on the news, and it's like, how can we give relief to that system as well? And it's not by saying, oh, doctors are rubbish and all that. Because I know some great doctors, and I've been talking to them, and they they wish they had more than ten minutes with a client, so they yeah. could go into all this mm-hmm. stuff because yeah. they they as a GP they've got the authority. And the, what, what's the word, the, the credibility and trust just by having the, the GP name in front of them where they can say, right, I want you to quit smoking. And the statistic says if a GP tells a client to quit smoking, I think 80% of them will actually quit smoking. That's the power that they have. And they would love to touch on our thinking, our sleeping, our nutrition, all this. And I know a few GPs who do, and they will refer out to energy healers and uh, body workers and psychotherapists and all this stuff with great results. So then where do we come into on this system? And it's thinking of it as if we take responsibility of our health and we can then go and see the holistic coaches, holistic therapists, the body workers for the, the nits and the gritty stuff where most of the problems can be erased, or you might go and see a GP and get referred to these people so we don't have to go into the the hospitals or down the allopathic medicine route. Yes. We can, because most things can be shifted. 95% of disease and dysfunction is due to faulty nutrition and lifestyle choices, environmental factors. So we can shift most of that. And then if it is a more serious problem that does require medication and surgery, then we can then progress from there after we've addressed all the potential causes that are underlying. And I think that's going forward into 2021 and onwards, that's where it's going to be. It's literally, we're going to have to come together as a community because we can't keep funding the NHS. The NHS is about to fall as it is. And it's creating a system like that where we're working with the GPs as well. 
and holding space for everyone as a collective because everyone has got their part to play and everyone does help. I mean, loads of people bash uh, massage people and all that. They've got a brilliant, great part to play. Yeah, and we yeah. should be referring out to these people and doing these modalities. It's not saying one's yeah. better than the other, one's better than that. Everything has its place. And that's when it goes back to meeting the client where they're at. Sometimes it might be better for someone to go for a massage and have a nice two-hour relaxing massage because they might clear so much mental and emotional stress that that's the start of their healing journey. Yeah. yeah. Which creating that system where it can be held properly and worked with properly and just understanding this is where it starts with talks like this about how we can take responsibility of our own health. I think like you said, Christo, again, getting the people to, to understand it's their responsibility ultimately. And like Ndugi said, that this quick fix scenario we're in, I sometimes find when I've got clients coming through the door, they don't really want coaching and you know per se, they really just want results. You know, because we're, we've set this in the society, we've set in the culture, we've set this this really quick fix scenario where they think that you know, you know, somebody said that you're only like sixty, seventy pound an hour. Can all can all do one session with that day now? You know, and they're like, can you know, well, back yeah. to the expectation, unrealistic, unrealistic expectations again. You know, and and, and that's the that's the. The, the trauma that, 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 that how deep uh, deeply unconscious that they actually are is in that itself when they're talking to you you can just see you know how, you know that there's a kind of a mental health issue rather than you know what they're physically trying to tell you get across yeah it can i mean it, it's it is hard because i mean we're, we're stuck in this it's, it goes back to what i said at the, at the beginning it's a belief system and a perception around health mm-hmm. that we have which we're stuck in and it's through no fault of our own it's how we've been raised and it's just let's just ask the questions well can can i do something that'll stop this from happening or what's happening in my life that i can change or reduce stress in to mean i've not got to rely on painkillers and it's just having that level of consciousness to do that and ultimately when if the pain teacher does keep knocking and keep knocking you will reach a crisis point where you have to reach out and you'll have to explore something because we've all heard of people who've gone down the allopathic medicine route and or they've had operations and stuff to have things removed and it's still not cured them so there's a lot more going on than just the physical and it's understanding that that is a thing and knowing that we're energetic beings and not chemical beings and we're affected by everything that's going on around us and once we can understand that concept a bit more we can we can start to well it's like just take responsibility and understand that we can there are little things we can do just by checking into our breathing there are things if we just change our nutrition a bit where it's these perceptions and belief systems that are holding us back and it's just being adults about it and saying right well what limiting belief systems have I got that's holding me back from being my optimal self and ask those questions as an adult to yourself and when you do doors will open doors will open yeah I totally agree you know it's looking it's looking at your inner environment but also your outer environment I think in society we are so far removed from nature 
it's unbelievable. And I think even yeah. now it's like how have we for how have we lost these things when you when you when you look at breathing and how how we're breathing wrong or our light environment, you know, all these things that we need to we, we can bring into to uh, health that these things that are causing so much damage um, to our health. But people again, that it's that it comes back to this, you know, childlike mentality where like, oh, a load of rubbish. It's like, but there's now look, look at there's been studies here since the seventies that's been hidden. Surely we now know we should act on this. You know how how our light environment affects our beings because we're beings of light and energy. How it affects our health. But people just want to stick their head in the sand, you know, and forget. Ah, it's, again, it's like it's not my responsibility if I just pretend I don't know this then it's somebody else's responsibility. And then when I hit crisis point and get sick, I'll go see the doctor, you know? Yeah, and it is sad, but that is the level of consciousness that we, we are as a population from the past thousands of years that we've been coming and, and raising and growing. I mean, just the term stress, when you say it to people, they immediately just think, oh, I'm stressed, it's mental stress, I'm doing too much and doing too this. But as you know, Dougie, there's over six different types of stress. We've got chemical stress, <laughs> physical stress, mental, emotional stress, uh, light stress. And unless you understand that and regulate those stresses, then how can we start to become our optimal selves and be truly healthy? Because that's, that's what it is, is identifying those belief systems that are limiting us. And it's accumulative. It's accumulative. And all this stress is accumulative. They, like you said, they think stress and they go, they think about their life and you, they're like, my work's okay and this is, the, and, whatever, and then they're just thinking about mental stress. And it's like, but you're addicted to exercise and you're running miles and miles and miles. Straight away, you need to be asking yourself why. But also your uh, light environment's toxic. We even checked your air for pollutants and stuff. That's another uh, toxins on the system. That's stress, chemical stress on your system. What are you eating? Are you eating non-organic stuff that's your GMO stuff? Again, another tax and that's stress on the body. All this is accumulative. I would say even people are so unconscious to the fact that they're stressed because, you know, to a certain degree, we're all stressed. And that's not a bad thing. Certain amounts of stress is good. Chronic stress is bad. I've had numerous clients in and I would ask them, do you think you're stressed? Here, and they would go, not more than anybody else. And you go, okay. And you start asking a couple of more questions and then you understand that he works in sales. So he's constantly having to hit a target straight away. He's, he um, has about 30 people that works underneath him. Okay, so he's taking on all their problems. Has three young kids at home. And you're like, how are you not stressed? Of course you're stressed. You've became so conditioned or comparing yourself to somebody that is really stressed, it's like, that doesn't mean that you're less stressed. You know, it's that unconsciousness that you didn't even realize you're far too stressed, you know? And then with that as well, I mean, I, I coach the I, we all model. Yeah. And when we say taking responsibility of your health, that's where it starts. Because I mean, if you take that guy that you just mentioned, for example, if he doesn't understand that, he needs to regulate his own health and vitality and energy levels. How can he give 
to everyone around him that is responsible for or engaging in relationships with. So for me, I mean, that's where it is meeting the client where that's and getting them to understand that if they don't do their own inner work and have their own self time and do tasks that are happy making for them to generate energy within themselves, how can they give effectively? How can they turn up to work and, and have those 30 people underneath them and work with them effectively? So it's, it's changing that perception as well. And it's not, it doesn't mean you're going to become selfish. And this is the issue. You think, oh, I'm working on myself. I've not got time now for this or for that. It's creating those boundaries and acknowledging that if you can't, de- so I say if you've got this much stress and you uh, can only um, function and deal with this much, what you're going to do to raise your capacity to deal with stress that's taking on responsibility of working with yourself first and then it'll benefit everyone around you. So that's quite a powerful model. That well, yeah, I love the saying, you can't, you can't pour out an empty cup. And we exactly. do do this. We do a lot of energy out stuff. And uh, amazing ones, obviously, exercise, but quite a lot of people are over-exercising and they're not... Oh, yeah, I'm finding that. They're not bringing things in. They're not working on the yin aspect of themselves and bringing energy in. A lot of times it's like they've got a really stressful job. How did they clear the head to go a run? And they're doing miles and miles and miles. Fantastic for your cardiovascular health, but it is taxing and stressful on the body. If you're already depleting the nervous system because you're stressed at your work or your family life or anything like that, and then you're going to put this hindrance on your nervous system more, even though you'll get the endorphins flowing, which is the natural painkillers, and you'll feel that kind of runner's high, that's good, but again, that's just like masking the problem. You're hiding the problem. And and this is another thing that's a really hard sell when it comes to coaching people. And that's what they love to do, but you're, you're like, but you're doing it too much. And we need to we need to look at the, why do you need to go running all the time? You know, why do you need that stress relief? Why do you need that? And then try to become an addiction. Exactly. Then you're looking at addiction stuff. Um, but try and get them doing working in exercises as well um, instead of always taxing the system. And it's such a manly thing. It's such a manly thing is men work from physicality. That's what, that's a main thing. And women are appearance. So when men are actually feeling something, we spoke about earlier, Christo, about the, the trauma, you know, the childhood trauma that, that is, it could be a broken uh, marriage your teacher shouted at you for doing something wrong. You know, it doesn't have to be simple. Trauma doesn't have to be labelled to be totally like sexual abuse and stuff like that. It could be something as simple as somebody just t- an adult telling you something about how they feel and shouting and screaming at you and you standing as a child, unconscious, yep. not really knowing what's actually going on. But that's your yep. energy levels, you know, and the disability and the, the, the patterns, the conditioning that gives you at that young age when you're, pure emotional at that age, and you're not analytical. It's just, it's so impounding, the damage is so impounding. So when guys go to the gym and they're training and training and training, they're trying to make themselves this frozen numb feeling that they feel from their childhood trauma, and they're trying to get that 